The May Hines Show. I saw your secret smile. I figured what it had to say. You couldn't help my eye, and now my butterflies won't fly away. Let's take a step outside. Let's give this crazy love a spin. I don't mind dancing in the rain when the storm is as wild as your kiss. And like a moth drawn to a flame, I know I could be burned up by this. Burned up by This feels so right Oh babe, I'm mesmerized Inside your arms my soul burns bright Tonight Feels like a hurricane This change has swept into my life I'll never be the same Is it hellfire or heaven's What a fantastic track that is. Good morning, everybody. And if you're wondering, who is this? I don't recognise this voice. This is my very first show, my maiden show for the wonderful 365 Radio. My name is May Hines and I've been a radio presenter on and off for about several years now. The concept of this show is to bring to you different people from different walks of life, normally musicians, but it could be from any walk of life. I have a chat with them, I play their favourite music or I play their latest project, whichever it is to be. So the idea is that I wake you up in the morning, hopefully on a bright sunny morning, as we're in the month of June currently. Had a bit of mixed weather, haven't we, really? It's sort of been raining, then blistering hot. Takes me back to the summer of 1976 that I remember very, very well. But anyway, the idea is to wake you up and hope that you enjoy the show that I'm going to bring to you. So that track 
that I started off the show there with was called Dancing in the Rain. And it's my in-conversation guest this week is a lady called Sarah Riches. And Sarah's brand new album called I Don't Give Up Easily boasts 10 original tracks, all written by Sarah herself. She's a remarkable lady. She does another career as well as an audiologist. So she she likes to have happy ears, as she puts it. That one actually there, Dancing in the Rain, made number two on the iTunes UK Country Singles Chart. And the whole album actually made number five in the UK iTunes Country Charts as well. Now, the thing when I spoke to Sarah, which is coming up a bit later in the show, I couldn't actually define her as country, you know, because there is so many different sort of facets to her singing. But you're going to be very lucky because I'm going to do my best to play as many of the tunes from this album, I Don't Give Up Easily, for you this week. So the next track is the title track. This is Sarah Riches and I Don't Give Up Easily. Heaven knows this would never be easy change the road that you chose just to please me my moral code and the values I live by don't want to change those you know that I won't try it's time to face the world alone time to walk away from this life to Sarah, if you're like me, I picked up on hearing her sound like 
remarkably like, actually, Olivia Newton-John. And when I said this to Sarah in the interview, she was so embarrassed, absolutely delighted to be compared, even in the same sentence as she said to the great Olivia Newton-John. But I definitely can hear that in her vocals. And that's what I mean about trying to actually categorise Sarah. I found it really difficult because that's quite bluesy. And I do love a ballad as well. So moving on to another track for you from this great album. This one is called If You Ever Wonder. Oh, I do quite frequently. Did you ever count on the times that you left me waiting? Sitting by the phone praying you would roll on home to me Whenever we made plans I would stand by anticipating But you would never show I'd be dressed up with nowhere to go There's a real authenticity about Sarah's voice, and that's because she writes from the heart. All these songs are based on kind of personal experiences that that she has gone through herself. But they're not bleak songs, quite the opposite. Just a real authenticity, like I say, to Sarah's music and to her songs. She said that songwriting comes really, really easy for her as well. And melodies. Now, I've tried to write one song in my entire life, and I found it dreadful. I'm obviously not gifted in that way. And I do believe it is a gift from a higher place when people are so able to just do things like this so easily. The whole album was recorded in the wonderful city. There is Nashville, country city, of course. And Sarah had a magnificent time. There's such a story to it as well, which you'll hear when we chat with her in just a little while. On the album, she actually mentioned to me, though, this next track called Gently is actually her favourite currently. 
trying to live my life gently. Don't want to cause any pain. I know I bruise some hearts accidentally. I've had my own heart broken just the same. In the past, I've been reckless. I might have stepped out of line. Now I run through the consequences before it's too late. Now I'm protective of my own peace of mind, and I wanna sleep at night. Feels like to be struck down with spite. I try to forecast the damage a careless word might leave behind. I hold it in when my soul's burning, or when my tongue is on fire. If I lash out in anger, hurting you is hurting me, and if I hurt you, the pain will soon be mine. And I wanna sleep at night. I wanna sleep at night. I wanna sleep at night.
with my show, the reason why it's called 57 Varieties with May Hines, well, of course, Hines, the baked beans. Yes, we all know about them, don't we? I love beans personally, but they don't like me very well. But um, the reason behind the title, really, Dawn Parry, the wonderful Dawn Parry actually came up with the suggestion for me. And I thought, yeah, that was great. And she came up with it literally in seconds as well. So the reason is that I can have anybody really on the show. People like Sarah, that I've not been exposed to Sarah's music before. But having heard it, and the CD's on its way in the post to me, by the way, I really, really love it. But then I love music anyway. How awful would it be if we lived in a silent world, hey? It wouldn't be nice, would it? So the next track for you, this one's really going to get in your head and it will keep going round and around and around and you keep singing it all day long. But then that's the idea, isn't it? This one is called One in a Line. Ain't it funny how these things will often go You're praying hard for sun, but all you get is snow You're on a journey, never seen round the bend Cause you can't really know what life is gonna send And I was born in a line, a long, long line Though I guess I was special to you Radio. It's music. Just the way you like it. And Sarah actually revealed to me that when she was called to go to Nashville, she couldn't believe it. She had like, she said one of those pinch me moments, light bulb moments. And she went over and she was working with top level production teams and musicians, the best of the best, the cream of the cream as such. And I think you can hear that, can't you? I mean, but she has got an outstanding voice as well. So I think we're going to hear a lot more from Sarah as time goes on. Okay, another track for you. I'm trying to whisk through this album as best I can for you. It is available to buy on all the platforms. So please, please, please do go out and support these artists. This next track for you is called Wanting Something. Mm, I want lots of things, but I don't often get them.
Shania Twainy kind of feel to that one. Absolutely love it. That was called Wanting Something Locked Away. Okay, well, look, you've heard me ramble on enough. Like I say, this is my maiden show, so I'm a little bit excited. But let's hear now from Sarah Riches. When I caught up with Sarah a bit earlier in the week, we had a lot of fun on tape and we'd certainly had a lot of fun off tape. She's a lovely, lovely lady who's just mega talented. So, Sarah, a delight to talk to you at last. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Yes, it's been such a long time since we booked the uh, the interview and I've been really looking forward to it. So thanks very much for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. So, I mean, where in the world am I currently talking to you from? I always like ask. Scheme, my guess that <laughs> I'm in very sunny Cannock at the moment. Oh. Yeah, for, for those, I don't know how, how far flung your, your listeners are, but yeah, it's, it's up the M6. It's, it's somewhere roughly between Birmingham and, and Stoke. <laughs> yeah, I know it well. That's the land of Alton Towers up that way, isn't it? It is. It's not far, <laughs> yes. And we've got lovely Cannock Chase here, obviously. Oh, it's beautiful. Of so is that where you were born and raised up in Staffordshire? Um, I am a Staffordshire lass, but I was born and raised in Tamworth. Okay, how far is that from where you currently are? Oh, it's about half an hour, so I'm close enough for my mum. Oh, that's nice. So what, what's the family set up at home, Sarah? Yeah, so I've just got my mum at home and I've got my brother in New Zealand with his family. Oh, fabulous, New Zealand. Do you go out to visit your brother much or too far? Unfor- yeah, unfortunately not so far, but uh, yes, never say never. It's a long, long way, but... <laughs> Uh, yes, we'd love to go over there. Oh, fabulous. We do keep in touch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for yourself, Sarah, growing up, when did music become a little bit prevalent to you? Was you the kind of little girl that was going around singing all the time and dancing? I, I wasn't a dancer and I'm still not. I'm quite quite horrific at dancing, actually. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> <Another> story. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can never, I can't remember not singing. My mum said um, that I was a nightmare child, not because I was naughty, but because from as soon as I could um, speak, I was singing. So I'd keep them up all night because I was singing "Bar Bar Black Sheep" from my uh, from my cot, apparently. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's true. But she said honestly, I was so that that was a reason for all her sleepless nights that I just was too happy and too busy singing. Oh, what a wonderful story! That is, oh my word. <laughs> so, I mean, was your mother musical at all? Is your brother musical? Not pretty. 
particularly my dad used to play the church organ um, and he he certainly encouraged um, music uh, in my life um, but my mum always enjoyed music but she can't hold a note so she had many many different melodies for Bar Bar Black Sheep <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing really yeah. how, how I am Was you in the school choir when you went to school was that something that yeah yeah yeah, I did do that, and I loved that. Yeah, we used to sing in St. Editha's Church every Christmas, and I was oh. part of the choir then. Um, but really, I think I've, I've, I've started to feel um, that maybe my voice could do something um, in the Scout and Guard gang shows in Tamworth. So, oh, really? Um, we used to have one at, at the assembly rooms, and I loved it. And, and look, I made so many friends because I was already, well, I started when I was a guide, and then I, I carried on as a venture scout and we've got so many friends and we all shared, shared music together and it was lovely oh what a, what a lovely thing to do so I mean going through into high school into those teenage years did yes. music stay with you all the way through that was you in sort of productions in school what did you form a band yeah no, not so much during high school I was focusing I was studying the scout guy gang shows but I was focusing more at school on the school work oh. um so yes I sort of backed away a little bit but then uh, myself and my my friend Martin we set up a little duo which um, got us through university so we'd come home every weekend and sing around all the the working men's clubs um, with our families in tow doing doing all of the, the sort of lifting and carrying for us and, word, and we'd just yeah. sing a, a selection of stuff you know so we were, we were the only two I think that came out without any debt because we'd come home and worked every weekend. Wow so. good for you and what was your degree in Sarah? Um, it was in applied sciences because in all honesty I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I thought I'd keep it broad <laughs> it was all sort of biology and physiology and uh, yeah. and then as, as a result of that I went on and did my teacher training and then um, I actually got sidetracked and, and found audiology and, and I've been an audiologist for 27 years have you really and so yeah so that's I've had sort of two careers really because I've been um keeping up the music all that time and also uh, yeah, working working as an audiologist. So that's difficult to do, isn't it? Two professional professions as such. Yeah, yeah, two careers and trying to keep them both going and trying to keep them both at a good standard as well. So, yeah. so at, at times I don't actually know how I've managed to keep the music going, but I've released um, an album, I've released an EP, and then up to the present time, um, I managed to get signed by some management during COVID, which was very random. And um, and that my manager um, knocked on a lot of doors in Nashville um, after giving me a talking to and saying, Sarah, why have you not been doing country music before now? Yeah. You essentially write stories. Every time you write a song, you write a story. So why have you, what have you been playing that? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you make a, you make a really good point there. <laughs> so, um, was it literally that you just didn't recognise your own talent, or was there a confidence thing about it stopping you? I think I was just on the wrong track. I was trying to send my music down the sort of um, pop sort of route, and right. it wasn't quite fitting because the way I write is is a bit of a mixture of, of a lot of styles, really. Um, even though there's a storytelling there, so I'm not I'm not really folky story storytelling yeah um but certainly you know the, the storytelling that i do has sometimes got a jazzy edge sometimes it's got a bluesy edge yeah um and and i just wasn't i wasn't in the right hole oh yeah it was a square yeah. peg in a round hole yeah and as soon as soon as as ali my manager said this i was like it really was a light bulb moment and and actually made me think well oh okay then that's why it wasn't working it wasn't because it wasn't good enough. It was just the wrong... I was going in the wrong genre. I was, I was going in the wrong direction. That must have been a huge relief when you... Honestly, it was. Because yeah. I thought, I've spent 20 odd years doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, people did like my music. But yeah. again, people found it difficult to sort of say what it was. And, and now, um, going, the experience of going to Nashville you know really consolidated yeah this is this is actually what i'm doing but i clearly have um other influences as well and, and i think that's come through really in the new album so who were your influences growing up and who are your influences currently 
Yeah, so uh, influences growing up were quite wide. So my dad really loved um, all of the old um, standards. So I was brought up listening to Sarah Vaughan, Ella Fitzgerald. Lovely. Um, you know, all, all of those sort of very, very much the sort of torch songs yes. I was listening to, and you know, a lot of that of that kind of era, you know. Um, and then as I was getting older, I was I was interested in things like uh, bands like the Carpenters and Fleetwood Mac, mm. so and um, Carol King. So there were there influences coming through that way as well. And now in the country scene, um, I would definitely say, you know, sort of Ashley McBride, um, Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm in with a cool crowd. Let, let's think about it. And, you know, I've, I've got a lot of life experience to draw on. And I think as an older artist, I think, you know, that, that's a real benefit, actually. Yeah, yeah, I agree totally. You missed out Olivia Newton-John there in that lineup. Oh. Goodness me! Yeah, well, it goes without. So, you know, I, I, um, I've been very lucky because people somehow or other think I sound a bit like her. You do, and and it's completely accidental because obviously I love her and, yeah. I, and then loved her growing up, and I loved seeing what she was doing with her career as well because she started country herself and then she yeah. kind of took some different twists and turns as well, didn't she? She did. So, so she really was, um, yes, yeah, quite quite iconic for me um, growing up. But I, I didn't actually sort of really recognise or sounded anything like her until sort of more recently, I suppose. Oh, you I do, really... yeah. <laughs> you do. So... No, definitely, because when I listened to you, I thought, oh, my word, I can really hear it in your voice. And I loved Olivia Newton-John growing up as well. And I loved her in Greece. I loved Greece. And I thought, if ever they needed a new Sandy, you could do it. Oh, well, I don't know. I might be, I might be a little bit too old for it now. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's such a great honour to be to be mentioned in the same sentence as her because, I mean, what a lovely person as well. She yeah. wasn't just a great entertainer. She was a lovely person, wasn't she? Definitely. And such a loss now. Oh. What a shame. Yeah, hard to believe, isn't it? It's still a bit, it's one of those passings that is still hard to take on board, really, because you always seem so full of life and fun and, you know, what a great character, yes. But tell me a bit about Nashville and the recording of this brilliant album, Sarah, I Don't Give Up Easily. Tell me a bit about this. Yeah, so the album obviously says a lot, or the album title says a lot, because yep. it, it has been a long a long stretch, really, trying to make a bit of an impact. And it's, it's always really been not so much about the performing side of it, but it's the creation of the music, you know, the writing of the lyrics and the melody, and, you know, just trying to, to get um, known for that more than anything else. Yeah. So I was I was so lucky. I, I um, during COVID, it was obviously a terrible time for everybody, and um, I was trying to keep my music page going. And I joined a group um, which was doing a theme every week. So, and one of the themes was um, I think it was rocking out. I think it was. So I just recorded a cover of a Bon Jovi song, which then did really well um, in this in this online group. So then I, I put it onto a bigger online group, and it went really well on there and that's how my management manager found me um oh and goodness. so we started communicating and he, he gave me the light bulb moment about the country and he knocked on loads of doors in nashville some of them which were just way too big in my opinion and i said to him i don't don't do this they're gonna laugh at me they're gonna go who on earth is that but actually uh, one of the largest doors opened and that was fred mullin yes and, yeah. and it was such a shock you know and I didn't actually believe Ali when he said it was happening and I still you know I still can't actually believe that I went and did that but Fred was so lovely he he again he picked up on the Olivia Newton-John thing and he right. loved my writing and just said look come over you know I'll give you a deadline I need you to write 12 brand new tracks and um and then you'll you know, we'll we'll sift out, see if see if we're keeping all of them, and then we'll we'll record. But then, of course, because of all the travel restrictions, I couldn't actually go. Yeah. Um, and then something terrible happened. My my lovely manager Ali passed away. Oh, he, he picked up COVID. It was awful. He was in hospital, and then and then passed away. So oh. he never got to see me 
go. Oh, um, Sarah, that's so sad. I'm so sorry to hear that. His lovely family um, are obviously devastated. I'm yeah. still in touch with his wife, though, so she knows it's all happened and yeah. uh, she's delighted. But so, so yes, yeah, so I, I went and was very conscious of the fact that Ali should have been sat next to me, and I went all on my own, which was really daunting. Yes, and. Yeah. Uh, but when I got there, honestly, it was as though I'd just been adopted. So Fred is, is such a lovely guy. And he, okay, I went round to his house, he cooked me dinner, um, we had a good chat about the album and, and what, what he saw us doing with it. Yeah. And so I had a couple of days of just sort of settling in. And then we went to the studio, went to Soundstage Studio, I met the gang, um, and his team of musicians are like a stable of thoroughbreds they oh really the top, the top session musicians yep. in nashville <laughs> um and i just honestly i spent most of the time with my eyes and my mouth wide open going wow i can't believe i'm here <laughs> um, really couldn't believe it i mean he's worked with chris christopherson jim yeah. webb billy ray cyrus um which is rumor from over here who yes. absolutely think is wonderful um so it, it really was such a shock to the system but also it made me really raise my game in the writing and made me really raise my game with my vocals as well because i had to keep up i had to feel worthy of working with these guys and and to give them their credit they were so lovely they were they, they were they would listen to the songs in the control room. They'd never heard them before. They'd not received the charts for the chords and everything before. Um, they were meeting it fresh that day. And they'd listen once, maybe twice, have a little conflab, and then straighten and record. And, and then wow. do a couple of passes, do a couple of fixes, and, and on to the next one. So we were averaging, like, a track probably one every hour and a half, <gasps> something like that. That's incredible. It was, I I've never worked it? like that before. So, again, I really had to raise my game mm. and make sure that I was given the best possible vocal guide so yeah. that they could they could hear and feel what it was going to be like. But honest to goodness, they were just astonishing in the way that they worked. And so, so lovely when they popped out and they went, oh, I really like that one, Sarah. Well done with that. Oh, my word. <laughs> You must have been having these pinch me moments. Is this really, really happening? Yeah. I mean, I was jet lagged and I wasn't sleeping because anyway, because I was so excited. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so how I got through the two weeks doing it, I don't know. But, now, so. You said that you had to work to a deadline in in, yeah. in it. Now, that with its, it within itself brings a heap of pressure, doesn't it, on you? How did you cope with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know, it, it was actually, it was... It was good to have that focus. I've never worked like that before. Yeah. And actually, it was good to, to have that focus and say, right, no, you have, you've got to do this. No messing around. Um, you've got to get this done in three months. And it wasn't just getting it written in three months. It was getting the demos recorded in three months as well. Wow, goodness. So, um, but luckily, my producer over here in the UK, uh, we've worked together a lot um, because I've done all the guide vocals for his musicals. Oh. Um, and then he he recorded all of my albums. And actually, I must just give him a name check. So Adrian Kimberlin is my UK producer, and he's just about to um, put his new musical on, which is called After This Plane Has Landed. Oh, and, and it's okay. about John McCarthy and, and oh, yeah. his, then, his then girlfriend at the time. And uh, it's on in Mosley at the Dark Horse next week, starts on the 15th. Uh, and it's their preview shows because they're taking it up to Edin Edinburgh Fringe for a month. Wow. But I'm so lucky because I get to hear all of this beautiful, wonderful music and sing it all before anybody else does because I'm doing the guide vocals for the Oh, so. that is so... <laughs> Such a privilege, oh my word. Honestly, I've had two, two of his musicals where I've had the pleasure of doing that now, and I do feel very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, absolutely. So, I mean, for you with this album, as I said to you, Sarah, off tape, I absolutely loved it from the minute I heard every single track. And normally I can pick out a favourite on an album, and I just can't. There's something about each and every one of them that I just love. Have you a favourite on the album yourself? Oh gosh, I think, I think the one that you've just written is always your favourite to be honest because yeah. it's the one that you've just been focusing on but now that it's all finished and it's all sitting there on the album um, I think the thing is every one of them um, I've written and it's come straight from the heart so it's been yes. some 
something that I've experienced in my lifetime. Yeah. So it, so that makes it very, very difficult to decide which is your favourite. Of course, um, yeah. I would say probably the one that holds true the most for, for me and how I've tried to live my life generally is um, track number four, which is gen- Gently. So that, that one is all about, um, you know, trying to be conscious of your impact on people. People, yeah. And trying to make sure that, you know, you... you leave them feeling like they're still intact yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. you, you don't do any permanent damage in any conversations that you have with them or any other sort of interaction with them um and you're just very yeah just very conscious of of, of being gentle and I think that's a skill that that we've lost a little bit I agree yes totally and you know with this album um Sarah and I hope you're not going to find this offensive but I found it a really easy listening album. You know, some albums you listen to and you have to kind of work them out a bit. And I didn't have to do this with this album. It felt homely. It felt warm. It just felt... And it's a kind of album that I think that we're missing nowadays, honestly, because I think sometimes albums can become a bit too complicated. Yeah, I mean, I've never tried to be the edgy, this is all very cryptic kind yeah. of thing. I think because of the way that I do my storytelling, I think you can, it's fairly transparent. You can see where I'm going. Um, and what I'm trying to say in, in all of them is that there's probably something relatable in, in everybody else's life as well. Yeah. You know? So I try, I try to give people something to latch onto to say, do you know, um, I've been there myself yes. or I can relate or I know somebody who's been through that and, and therefore they can picture it you know I, I try to paint the picture so that they, they can see oh this, this is what she means yeah. so I don't, try, I don't try to be too clever too trendy and cool I just try I, I'm just pretty honest I think I th- and I certainly think that comes over and I think it's very relatable I think that's how I found it I found it very relatable I could relate to certain tracks on the album for yourself now with the songwriting process is that something that comes really really easily to you do you start with lyrics first melody how's it work for you I don't find it Difficult. I feel like, and I know other writers have said this as well, and it's a bit of a strange one, but I just feel like they come to me. I don't feel like I'm really working at it. I feel like, you know, I perhaps go through something and I have a bit of a think about it. It's something that's obviously touched me. Yes. And it's made me contemplate and it's made me wonder about something. And, and quite often it makes me wonder about, you know, what was the other person thinking? Oh, okay. What would have been the impact if that had gone a different way? And and so I think going through that sort of thought process does generate quite a lot of movement, really, in, in a song. And I think that's, that's what happens for me. And, and generally, it tends to be the, the lyrics and the melody tend to come together it's 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 quite um a symbiotic thing really one one arrives roughly about the same time as the other one that's really impressive yeah well i don't know i think i don't know if it's impressive or not but it's just how it works for me whereas i know other people they'll pretty much brain dump everything yeah um and then they'll try and you know, make a song out of that and sort of pretty it up and, you know, make it rhyme and, you know, turn it into a verse, chorus, etc. But mine, mine tend to just arrive like that, which I, I'm eternally grateful for. And, and you do course. wonder, is that going to switch off one day? Yeah. <laughs> I've spoken to people before and they're always concerned by that, Sarah, if it's going to yeah. dry up, as they put it. I firmly believe you've been given a gift because I've tried to write a song in the past and... It was awful. And I really, really struggled with it. So for you to be that way, so receptive of everything, I think, you know, it's definitely a gift that you have. So, I mean, what do you want people to walk away with after listening to this album, Sarah? What do you want to leave them with with this album? Yeah, well, as you were saying before, I don't want them to be traumatised by anything that they're listening to. You know, so there are a couple of tracks which, you know, are, are touching on things that perhaps aren't aren't as nice in life as they might be but um hopefully just more in a reflective kind of way and in a we can probably get through this kind of way as well or look you know i'm writing about this in the past tense because i have got through it yes so so i think yeah i i think i'm in the business 
in both of my careers of, of trying to make ears happy. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> I like that. So as, an, as an audiologist and as, as a singer-songwriter. So, yeah, I, I, I would like people to, to come away and think, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And also, um, I do try and make them as hooky as possible so that people can actually sort of remember them afterwards as well and remember the tune. And where possible, I try and double hook them as well, where I can yeah. <laughs> get, a, get a couple of points in, in in a song where if they don't remember perhaps the um, you know the chorus, they might remember the bridge, you know. Yeah. So or just one line in it that just stands yeah. out to you. I was going to say I, I had a message a couple of days ago from somebody saying your song is doing my head in. It's in in there as a brainworm, and it's <laughs> one in a one in a line. That they were saying it. I think that's number, number yeah, five on the album. <laughs> that, that is very catchy. That is very, very catchy, that one, one in a line. So, I mean, you're at the Fan Fest in Newark as well, aren't you, on the 9th of July? I am. I'm really nervous, you know. So, okay. um, I'm not actually um, that natural a performer. In, you know, some people really get the buzz from that. Hmm. And they're like, let me out that stage. I can't wait. Uh, I'm not that person. I get uh-huh. the buzz from the writing and from recording it and, and creating the music in the first place and okay. hearing it sort of finished. So, I have to really build myself up to it. And um, there's a lot of fantastic people in the, in the country scene at the moment, in yeah. the UK country scene. And, um, you know, and a lot of them, they are younger than me as well. And so they are the ones that are bouncing up on the stage going, come on. <laughs> and I, I'm actually having hypnotherapy at the moment to try and get over stage fright so that yeah. I can go up and go, do you know what? I'm, you know, I'm enjoying this. You know, I've, I've worked for this and I'm enjoying this. And yeah. I'm going to share this with the crowd rather than standing there going, oh, no. <laughs> I forgot my lines. <laughs> yeah, let's just get through this in one piece. Look, you have been to Nashville by yourself. You're running two fantastic careers. You can do this, absolutely. Oh, thank you. I've got a lovely band as well. They they really are. They're so experienced and they are the the people that are gigging all the time. So um, they get me through because I just have to have a little glance either side and and they're sort of, you know, they're in the vibe and they're loving it. So, and they just treat me as part of the team, which is great. You know, there's no boss, there's no boss in a band, you know, you're all just, individual parts that make up a big thing well look all i can do is wish you all the very very best on the 9th of july i I hope it's going to be live streamed do you know if it's going to be live streamed at all i don't know they may do you know so i've just been to um, one of the other um festivals buckle and boots and i think they did a little bit of live streaming occasionally um so yeah we'll we'll see but i'm sure they they always tend to video it so hopefully we'll have some video footage from it afterwards oh that'd be great very excited to do it oh yes Um, yes definitely well it's been a pleasure in talking with you thank you so much indeed for your time best of luck with this great album i don't give up easily and um, you look great in front of the camera. You look quite a natural on the videos that I've seen of you. Oh, thank you. I think that's. Um, I think that might come with the teaching because I combine um, the audiology with we're teaching audiology, and I think I've just learned to look a bit unruffled, even though my knees are knocking. <laughs> It doesn't show. (laughs) Sarah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you so much, May. Lovely to speak to you. And you. Thank you. Absolutely delightful lady is Sarah. I'm sure you will agree. Well, look, my time here is done. My maiden show is over and done with. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. I'm getting through it. I'm struggling a bit with my throat. I've had a dreadful sore throat all week, so I've managed to get through it. So I don't normally sound as husky as this, although it might come over as being very nice to some people, but I don't normally sound like this. So I'm going to leave you with the final track that I'm going to be able to bring to you called Time by Sarah, the album I Don't Give Up Easily on all the platforms. If you want to find out more about Sarah, go to sarahrichesmusic.co.uk and you can find out all the information about her. So I'm going to leave you with this final track called Time and then my signature sign-off tune, which has always been the fabulous Morecambe and Wise and Bring Me Sunshine. And then another maiden show that I'm involved in. Such and Sweet Sounds of the 60s and 70s is following this show 
That's a show that I do with my husband. As the name suggests, it's 60s and 70s music with a 50s track thrown in. There's quiz questions, there's fun, there's laughter, and maybe the occasional difference of opinion. Being husband and wife, what would you expect? It's a great show, good fun. So please stay tuned in for that. And following that at 7am, of course, it's a wonderful Dawn Parry. So I'm going to leave you now with this song, Time. I'm running out of it. So, so long till next week. I hope you can tune in next week at 5am and join me bright and early where yet again I have another fabulous in conversation guest. This is May Hines saying till next time. Bye-bye for now. It's closing in. I need some healing. I crave the silence like a prayer I know my solitude's not lonely I know I find my comfort there The dust has settled on my heart now The cobwebs stretch across
this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. 